1 John chapter 3, verse 11. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us love not with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Well, if you keep your, uh, your Bibles open to that passage, we're going we're gonna to be zipping through those verses very briefly just as we, we look at that this evening. So let's, let's pray together before we do. Father God, we thank you just for this opportunity to, to come together, uh, to study your word, for, for you to speak to us, Father, and in doing so, by the power of your spirit, to, to change us more like the Lord Jesus Christ. So Father... Bless us, minister to us wherever we are at this evening. Would you guide us and shape us and steer us uh, to true love as we are taught in this passage? Because we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So how many of you are first aid trained? How many are first aid trained? How many remember their training? Hands up. I know my wife definitely needs to put her hand up because she did her training yesterday. Okay. So, can you remember, what are the checks? You see somebody lying unconscious on the floor. What are the checks that you do to check for life? Can we remember? Liz is... Your lip reading. What are the basic checks? Back to training, Liz. <laughs> Airways, breathing, circulation. And if actually, well, if you're really current, it's Dr. ABC. Check for danger, check for response, and then airways, breathing, and circulation. Those are the checks for life, to check for life. Well, actually, John says no, they're not. He says that the ABC stuff you can completely forget. It's a waste of time. It's not going to tell you if you are alive. Airways, breathing and circulation are not true signs of life. What does John say is the true sign of life? True love. True love is the sign that you are alive. True love. The, uh, the theme that runs through the whole of our evening services in John's first letter is true. True things. And this evening, we are going to call it true love. Why is this important? 
Well, John tells us that this is a matter of life and death. That's how important it is. It's a matter of life and death. And John paints us a picture, a picture of two paths, two journeys, two ways of existing on this mortal earth. One path leads to life, and the other path leads to death. And John explains that you can know which path you are on. So we're going to look at these two contrasting paths. They start with two attitudes. Then we'll look at two actions. And finally, we'll end at two destinies. Let's start with two attitudes. The first of these two attitudes, and it's the focus of John's whole message here, is a type of love. A type of love. We have called it true love. Let's read verse 11 again. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Why is this important, you might ask? Well, it is the message you heard from the very beginning, John says. You see, John is indicating here that the gospel, the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that his death, his burial, his resurrection, this gospel that you heard from the very beginning, this message of salvation, is also a message which calls you and me as Christians to love one another. To love one another is right at the heart and right at the start of the gospel. I really liked that. I was chuffed with myself when I came up with that. I'm probably not the first person to say it, though. Let me say it again, though, because it's that good. To love one another is right at the heart and right at the start of the gospel. It's not an add-on to the gospel. It's not a 12 steps to Christianity course that you learn in week eight. This is something that you hear from the very beginning, that we should love one another. Okay, so loving one another is the central point of John's passage. We get that. But let's dig a little deeper. Who are the one another's? Who are we supposed to love? Well, read with me verse 13. John says, brothers and sisters. Verse 15, he also says, brothers and sisters. Verse 16 he reiterates brothers and sisters. And verse 17, brothers and sisters. If you haven't got the message, it's brothers and sisters. And if you look at the Greek, in case you're not sure, it does mean your fellow believers in Christ. John's letter is for Christians. This message is directed to Christians. If you're a Christian here this evening, John is calling you and me to love brothers and sisters in Christ. So what type of love is it? There are many types of love in the Bible, aren't there? Many different words for the types of love in the Bible, but the one John uses here in this passage is the ultimate, the pinnacle of love. True love is agape love, God's divine love. That's what John uses in this passage, agape love is the requirement here. And it's important in this message. And the reason it's important is 
Well, let's turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Let's just leap a little bit ahead, hopefully not stealing anybody's thunder. But 1 John chapter 4, let's read verse 7 and 8. John writes these words, Beloved, let us love one another. He says the message again, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love, uh, does not love, does not know God, because God is love. God is love. God is agape. This divine love isn't something that God does. It isn't even something that God gives. God is love. So what does it look like? What is this true agape love? Well, John explains fully for us in verse 16. Let's go back to chapter 3 and read verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? John spells out perfect example of agape true love in action. He uses the perfect example, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus laid down his life for us. You could say that Jesus preferred us to himself. And agape love is often described as a love of preference, a love of preference to prefer others to ourselves. And here in this passage, John tells us we should prefer our brothers and sisters to ourselves. We should lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So let's stop a minute and take stock of that. If you want to, you can have a look around. Do you prefer your fellow Christians to yourselves? Do you prefer your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to yourself? If we were honest, we would say that at times that might be a struggle, maybe. Would you agree? Okay, maybe not. Maybe it's just me then. Okay. Well, Jesus would agree with you. Jesus would agree with you. Remember what he said in Luke's gospel. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. You see, even Jesus wrestled with this. However, John knows that not many of us will actually lay down our actual lives as Christ did. But he does go on to say how practically we can prefer our brothers and sisters. And we'll look at that in the next section. So we have this attitude of agape love, to prefer others to ourselves. But John hits us with um, a contrasting opposite, an attitude of biblical hate. Look at verse 13. 
He says, do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. So the attitude of hate is of the world. And John says that, well, the world will hate you. Hate is used a lot to describe the opposite attitude of agape love. The Greek word is misio, and more often than not, it just simply means to love less, to love less. Now, it can mean hate in the sense that we think of nowadays. Uh, God says that we should hate and or detest sin. But in many passages, hate simply means to love less. Love less than something or less, le, lo, to love less than someone. And this makes complete sense, actually, when Jesus himself teaches us in Luke's gospel to hate our parents. Luke 14, chapter, uh, chapter 14, verse 26, he says this, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That's that same word. Now, we know that we are taught to honor our mothers and fathers, so the Bible cannot be contradicting itself. But here, in this context, it means to love less. Hate is the opposite of agape love. One means to love more than, to prefer others. The other means to love less than, often to prefer self to others. So, those are our two attitudes, love and hate. Now, these attitudes lead to two actions. Let's look at those very briefly. Our two actions. John heads straight for the example first of hate. Read with me in verse 12. He says, Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brother's were righteous. And then leaping on to verse 15, he says, Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in them. John heads straight to the extreme to make his point. He goes from hate to murder. And we know that hate means to love self over others, to love others less than. And this has consequences. Loving someone less than yourself is a path. It is a journey. And that path, it doesn't go straight to murder, but John indicates that it absolutely does go there. That's why John makes this ultimate point. That path, left unchecked, will lead to the ultimate act, murder. And John uses the first murder in the Bible to make the point. Think back to what happened to Cain and Abel. I think we all know the story of the offerings that they make, and we all know um, the murder scene afterwards. But can you remember the path that Cain went down before the crime actually took place? Let me read Genesis 4, verse 6 to you. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? 
If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And this is such a powerful truth. Cain was given many chances to bring sin under his rule. However, Cain continued down the path of preferring self, a path of hate and anger, which led, ultimately, to murder. So often the Bible teaches about this path of hate and what it leads to. Can you remember what Jesus taught in Matthew's Gospel? He said these words, Have you heard that it was said to an older generation, Do not murder, and whoever murders will be subject to judgment? But I say to you that anyone who is angry with a brother will be subject to judgment. So Jesus connects anger to murder and calls them the same because they are on the same path. Our anger is a sign of an attitude of hate, a preference of self, leading ultimately to a terrible action. Now, in contrast with this, John does this wonderfully. He contrasts this with the actions of true love. Let's read verse 16 and 17 again. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? True agape love leads to sacrifice. Now this sacrifice can be the giving up of time or possessions or money or ourselves, supplying to the needs of others, and ultimately maybe also giving up your life for others. The path of true love is one of sacrifice. Not everyone will walk fully down that path and actually lose their lives for others, but John says, be prepared to go there. So, what have we seen? What are the actions of hate and love? Hate is preferring self to others, leads to selfish behavior, ultimately leads to taking someone's life. True, agape love, preferring others to self, leads to sacrificial behavior, ultimately leads to giving up your life. Right, we've looked at two attitudes that they lead to two actions, and finally, just two destinations. Two destinations. Let's read verse 14 again. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in them. So our two destinies are life and death. 
life and death. And John says, each of these destinies have vital signs. We know, John says, which path we are on. So head back to your first aid training if you have first aid training. You picture the scene. You're in church and someone's lying unconscious on the floor. You know them. You, they've been in church for a number of years. Your first aid training kicks in and off you start with your doctor ABC. You also notice that somebody's in the office photocopying, so you get them to call 999. And the person on the end of the phone asks you, have you checked for vital signs of life? And you say, well, I've done my ABC. And the person on the phone says, nope, that's not going to help this person. And you say, what are you going to check for then? What am I going to check for? And that person says, well, have you read the ultimate life-saving first aid manual slash letter from John? And you say, well, yes, I've read it in church. And it says, well, do you remember 1 John chapter 3, verse 14? It says, check that that person loves their fellow brothers and sisters. Let's read it again. Chapter 3, verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. And the person on the end of the phone says, and don't forget the final check. The final check is verse 18. Read with me that one last time. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. That's how we can check. Not just for the person that's unconscious on the floor, but of course John is indicating that's how we check for ourselves. That's also how we check as a church. And so perhaps 1 John chapter 3 is the sort of chapter we should do every year as part of our training. That's how we know we have passed from death to life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this brief time, this message from you, this important message about life and death. And Father, we thank you so much about the truth of your word. Father, we pray that, that you would embed it deep into our hearts, that we would take it away, that we would meditate on it, and that we would be changed by it. And Father, we know that the commands of Scripture are not always easy. Even the Lord Jesus Christ struggled at times. But Father, we know that you empower each and every one of us to fulfill your will. So Father, we just pray that by the power of the Spirit, you would guide us and shape us and mold us more into the Lord Jesus Christ, more into his image. For he is the perfect example who gave up his life for us. And we thank you for him. In his name we pray. Amen.